Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Banana Republic, the uh, podcast about all things politics in Birmingham. Uh, I'm Graham Brown and I'm sat here with local government correspondent from Birmingham Live Birmingham Mail, Neil Elts. How you doing, Neil? I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, this is episode three, so. And welcome. it's the uh, it's the final one before the local elections, which is uh, which which is. It's all very exciting. I'm sure it's all about to change. I mean, it's certainly all going to change kind of structurally, isn't it? The, the Just very briefly describe why this is a different local election to the ones that come before it. Well, um, we've got, uh, instead of electing a third of the councillors every year for three years, we're getting uh, them all elected in one go. Mm-hmm. There's slightly less of them. There's 101. But they're all up for election on Thursday and Friday, and the results will be out on Friday. So we'll talk uh, about that in a moment. But just first, you've got a guest this week. Uh, who is it and, and why are they the, your latest guest? Well, we're talking, um, we, we thought we'd look at councillors and, and individuals that, that you know, we may not be familiar with. We all know the council leaders, we know the mayor, we know the party leaders and, and some big figures. But I'm talking to one of the newest councillors. She was only elected last year. Her name's Moriam Jan and mm-hmm. she's a councillor in Perry Bar. She was elected in a by-election because the sitting councillor there suddenly died. Uh, his name was Ray Hassel former Lord Mayor um, and um, she came through won the election and um, she's been trying to get to grips with life as a politician now for a, for a year and she is I assume one of the people who will be fighting for a seat this Thursday or Friday yeah yeah it's her second election in a, in a row in, in 12 months so yes Brilliant. So, so to talk about the, the local elections that are coming up so, so Birmingham goes to the polls on um, on Thursday is there any what, what, tell us what are the most interesting seats what, what could Who's under threat? What could come? What could go? Well, um, it's all new territory because it is 101 new seats now, um, new boundaries. Uh, so it's all it's all to play for for all the parties. There, there used to be an inkling of, of which way things would go. We don't have a track record. Last year in the general election, on a very um, high turnout, we saw Labour sweep the board. A month earlier, things were a bit tighter when the... Conservative Mayor Andy Street won the um, mayoral election. Yeah. So um, punditry is a is a mugs game in uh, politics right now, but um, I think Labour have got to be looking to to retain their majority and remain in control. Do you think it's an opportunity for? I mean, it seems to me that Labour have got everything to lose. I mean, I was just going through the names of the day, and it seemed to me like. Um, they were losing seats on some absolute surefire winners, you know, the, the places where there's been three Labour councillors forever. They've got everything to lose. Have they got anything to gain from this? Well, um, I mean, if, if if the turnout or the the results follow those that were last in the last general election, then, then they could end up with three quarters of the seats. Um, we don't think that's probably likely because local elections are less, uh, there's less interest there's less of a focus on, on you know, the issues and um, the polls are still saying, as, as they did last year, that, that Jeremy Corbyn's trailing trees are made at a national level. Um, and there's also some residual element of the bin strike, whether that plays out. Yeah. So, uh, so to go all Donald Rumsfeld on you, uh, there are some unknown unknowns, some known unknowns, blah, blah, blah. blah. There's some known knowns, though. Uh, mm. We know some councillors aren't going to be standing... Uh, talk us through them. Is there any you're going to particularly miss who aren't standing this time around? Um, there's quite a few that have either not been selected or have decided to take this opportunity to to retire. Um, among them, I, 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 there's a few faces that the people will be familiar with. The current Lord Mayor, Anne Underwood, stepping down. She's been around since the 80s. 
uh, in Sutton Coalfield, Sutton Four Oaks, councillor. Um, and, and she's joined by a colleague called Margaret Waddington, another uh, conservative who's, who's, who's been around the council for, for, for many years, taking the opportunity to step down. Um, on the Labour side, you've got um, some, some big names. Stuart Stacey's a current cabinet member for transport. Um, the guy with the big beard and the sandals, yeah, um, who's who's been on and off the council umpteen times over many years, it seems. Uh, Barry Henley, a big big figure on the planning committee, um, very opinionated, and often able to swing a planning committee round to his way of thinking. Um, Which ones are these wanting to go? Uh, Stuart Stacey didn't want to go. Did Barry Henley want to go? Um, I think he uh, he he. Aimed for selection and and lost out. Uh, it's it, the, the selection rules around parties tend to keep these things private, so it's not always known. And and then there's the inform informal um, situation of persuaded to step down for the good of the party or because there's less seats or um, so. You'd have you to ask them. I mean, Barry Henley will be a loss for for uh, for for us as a newspaper because he always has one or two interesting things to say. So uh, that'd be a shame. Is there any? Have you got a particular seat you'll be looking at? Is there any particular interesting seat that pits someone against each other, or it's hard to know which way it's going to go? Obviously, they're all new. Where will you be, where will you be looking first? Um, there's there's certain swing seats really in the in the city. Um, the sort of King Standing, uh, Perry Common area has been keenly fought between Labour and Conservative. There's new seats around there that could go either way. Um, possibly uh, you'd, you'd have to fancy Gary Sandbrook to win. Um, he's, he's the Conservative who uh, became the first Conservative in King Standing for yeah. decades. Um, similar situation just the other side of the boundary in Sutton Coalfield where Rob Pocock for Labour has, uh, has upset tradition by... Uh, uh, retaining uh, a seat there um, in, in in what was a Tory stronghold, um, but more eyes will probably be on the south of the city, which has tended to fall between Lib Dem, Labour, Conservative over many years. So we're talking about areas like um, Northfield and Longbridge, uh, Wheelie, uh, all, all around there, Cottridge, Bourneville, those sort of areas. The Conservatives are pushing very hard to try and uh, take some seats back from Labour. And we'll be covering the uh, the local election, not just for Birmingham, but for all of the uh, the, the Black Country and Solly Hall um, councils as well. So you'll be able to see them on Birmingham Live website uh, overnight, Thursday, Friday, but most of the day on Friday. Just looking more widely at the West Midlands, I mean, Birmingham's going to be a Labour council, isn't it, realistically, at the end of this, isn't it? Um, the smart money would say so, but... Um, the conservative... um, there, there's me trying to force you into being a pundit again. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, my instinct is, is you know, they're, they're, they're probably looking at a slim majority to to a very big majority and, and anything in between. Um, but but the Conservatives have fought a strong campaign. They've got some ideas um, and, and there's been some, some nastiness as well on the election trail as well. So anyone who's following it on social media would have seen some of that as well. What about the others? So, so, so the other Mets, I mean, Sally Hull, I guess, is, is sewn up, is it? What, what, then what about Black Country? Um, Dudley's gone both ways in the past, hasn't it? What, what, yeah. Um, uh, well, Solihull's looking um, as ever conservative, yep. um, and certainly you wouldn't expect late. Well, Labour's uh, got almost uh, monopoly in Sandwell, um, but Dudley and Walsall could be interesting. They, they they've been on a knife edge, and uh, they've swung from Tory to Labour and, and back again in recent years in Dudley, and, and from Tory to Labour recently in Walsall. The the key there will be which way the UKIP 
vote goes. That's right. Five, they got six seats. Five of them up for uh, up for Dudley, grabs in yeah. Dudley here. And I think there were there were three UKIP councillors in Walsall recently. And again, it's, it's which way that support goes, whether yeah. it goes to to Labour or to the Conservatives. Well, we should let you get your uh, your guest on. Who I'm I'm nervously going to say his name is Moriam Jan. Yep, that's. Uh, I'm here now for part three or episode three of Banana Republic. Um, and I'm here with Councillor Moriam Jan, who uh, is a Liberal Democrat councillor in Perry Bar. Um, I think she's the newest councillor um, at the moment, until next week anyway. Um, she was elected last year in a by-election um, following the uh, death of um, Councillor Ray Hassel, who was a former Lord Mayor and a councillor of many, many decades standing and a, a popular figure. Um, she had some pretty big shoes to fill there, I think I would uh, be right in saying. And um, she seems to have uh, come into the chamber, um, I think I've seen presenting petitions and uh, making a bit of a noise. It's hard as a new backbencher, but um, anyway, I'm going to introduce and ask um, Councillor Jan to tell us how she got involved or how she's, um, you know, what motivated her to, to join the council and, and stand for election. Thank you, Neil. Um, well, basically, I've always had a passion for making a difference. I first joined Liberal Democrats about 12 years ago, and um, I was introduced to um, John, Has uh, John Hunt, Ray Hassel, and Karen Trench. And I they met them at um, um, an event where I was doing a speech to support another Liberal candidate. And they says, well, we could do with somebody like you. And they didn't let me, and since then, it's been 12 years, they never let me go. They um, trained me up and taught me what I needed to learn, but also about helping and getting involved with the Liberal Democrats, because that's really important, because communities we believe in, and we're strong, faith, we're strong believers in that. But however, they didn't let me go. Um, I was alongside with Ray Hassel for many years. He took me around Perry Bar, took me around, um, I was supporting and posting leaflets, helping with the um, campaigns helping with any casework that they had difficulty in with either language barrier or age barrier. So I, I supported um, with a lot of that, but then unfortunately, Ray Hassel passed away. And it was a shock to, the, to us, it was a shock to everyone that knew mm -hmm. him or knew of him. Uh, but they knew that Ray was happy for me to step in his shoes, even though, yes, they are very big shoes. <laughs> and for some reason, I think I've adopted his hyperactivity. Yeah. Um, I enjoy making a difference and it makes me feel good. Once I've, And I know I'm part of a fantastic team because Councillor Hunt has worked extremely hard for so many years. He's done so many different things. He's known to a lot of people, but he's also supporting a lot of other candidates across the board. But obviously we, we are a perfect team because we work together. We've got the same values and same beliefs of what we want to do. But mm. also I'm quite passionate as an individual because I'll go out and do stuff. Um, my passion is communities, families, young people, and even the elderly because the elderly, they do get left to one side and thinking, oh, they're pottering on, all right. Mm -hmm. But they do need that additional support because if they're on their own, they need that extra help with this activity. So I'm working with different organisations that I've made different links with in a short amount of time and I'm helping them get funding, extra support, so they can go out and reach out and help them, other people that they haven't had a chance to help. Also with young people, young mm. people is my passion. They're our future, they are taxpayers, but they also need guidance and support. That when I was growing up, we had youth projects, we had after-school activities. So we had lots of different things going on in the area. But mm -hmm. if you look at what's available now, there isn't anything. We have to create opportunities, we have to create um, 
chances for the young people. So unfortunately, or it's not even unfortunately, it's something that I've managed to pick up and I've taken all these young people with me. I may need to hire a minibus on a daily basis mm. to bring all these young people in. But however, I'm working with them and they're actually they're actually making an impact on their lives. Some of the children that I work with, the teachers have said, you know what, I can't believe the children, they've changed so much. And that's simply because they're coming out leafleting with me, I'm mentoring them, and they're coming out and they're seeing if they're, they're, there is opportunities out there and things can be um, uh, created, but you have to have that passion. Mm. And if you've got that passion, you will show that to everyone else and everyone else will follow. I mean, I've also started a women's group because I think it's important to empower women and support women because a lot of women have a lot of issues. Some women don't like to discuss it. Some people, some ladies are alone um, in the house. Some ladies have just brought their children up and don't know what to do with themselves because they've never worked. They've just been home mums all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm giving them a chance to come out. Let's all us women get together. Let's empower. Let's support each other. Let's work together and let's do different things. And that's why when, when I was elected, I was really excited because I thought, you know what? There's so many things that needs to be done mm-hmm. or so many things that can be done and I've got the ability to do it. So if it means I'm morning and night, I'm out and about doing different things, I'm making a change, I'm making a difference, and that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. So whether I've had one people or 100 people, I know I've touched somebody's life, and that person will hopefully touch somebody else's. A lot of people think politics is all about policies and um, arguing about mm-hmm. certain things. But yes, that's correct. But also what is correct is making a difference and building a community, and that's what I want to bring, bring back the sense of community spirit where people are supporting each other and people will say good morning and good afternoon to each other instead of just looking at each other and think, oh, well, I don't want to really talk to you. But I want to make it more of a friendly atmosphere. But politics, is, is, is it's, it's a big thing because in as a politician, you can do a lot. Not just, I'll oh, think I'll sit in the chambers and I'll, I'll do a petition and I'll do this. I've done motions as well where I've looked at the parties and it says, don't look at me as a liberal because of what I've suggested or what I'm talking mm. about, look at what, listen to what I've said, agree with the reasons because it is the right thing to do. Don't disagree because I'm a liberal. Mm. Because we're all together, we're all politicians, we all need to be on the singing from the same page, which is helping people and helping communities and making a difference. Yes, we are locally, yeah, general mm. is, is, is on a bigger scale, but locally, if everyone worked together and worked as a team, um, and supported each other, we can make a massive different mm. difference on a, a bigger scale. But it's, it's important that when you are elected as a councillor, you don't just say, okay, yeah, I'm elected now. You work at it. Mm. And you, oui. let, you, you let residents know, yes, thank you mm. for re- electing me. You had every right reason to um, select myself. But however, now I'm going to prove myself. Mm. And that's what I did from last year. I was out building relationships with communities, young people, um, trying to get in contact with different organisations, see what they're about, see how I can bring them into the area so they can support other people in different ways. It's important, like people with disabilities, a lot of opportunities have gone for people with disabilities. Mm. And it's a shame. There's a resident not far from here. Um, he's 40 odd, he doesn't talk, his family still toilet him, wash him, they don't get no help, they don't even get a break. So now I'm supporting that family in in for them, for that their son to have an opportunity to go somewhere where he can have fun and do different activities with other people and the family get a break, but at the same time he's progressing as well because mm. even though he hasn't got the language, he can't speak, he can hear and he can't look after himself but he's with other like-minded people where mm. he can have that smile and has something to look forward to and that's what it's about creating opportunities for people which is really really important mm. um advice bureau 
it's fantastic because all the residents come and they say, you know what, they give me the casework and then I get on with it pretty much that same night. Mm-hmm. I send off casework at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Then I'll get replies like 12, 1 o'clock the next day to say, yep, yeah, we've taken on board your casework and so forth. So there is a lot that I'm working on. And I'm really, really excited and I'm really passionate. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it sounds like, like you've been uh, massively busy, but of course you're in that slightly unusual situation that, yeah. that you fought an election a year ago. You're now fighting another election. Yes. Um, so you've I'm been... knackered. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, yeah, what's the, um, you know, how, how does that affect you? I mean, it was obviously a bit of a shock when, when um, Ray died. Um, I'd, I'd known him years. Um, yeah. He used to give me lifts to council meetings when I was a junior reporter wow. years ago. Um, but, um, yeah, you, you've suddenly come into the council. Um, I mean, what was that, what was that like? Um, you were very much that there was only two people elected on the same day, wasn't there? That's so correct. so it was, um, you know, what's that like coming in there, walking into that place? Because you've got, you've got background in campaigning and yeah. uh, and community activism, but but actually then moving up to that level, what what's that like? And and has it met your expectations? It was amazing when I was mm. elected. I thought, oh my gosh, I did it. Ray will be so proud of me. Mm. And it was like, right now, Mariam, it's no joke now. It's time for you to go out there and deliver what you said you were going to deliver. And it was amazing because, like, a lot of politicians you meet, they're a certain age group, mm. right? And then, obviously, being slightly younger than a lot of the politicians, and it's like, right, I can just, like, get my hands together now, and now I can, like, just get deep deep involved. But it was it was, it was was overwhelming because um, everything happened so quick. Mm. Um, and then, before I knew, I had to be at the council house to... Um, sign the paperwork and agree that I'm going to be supporting people and doing the right thing and it was just like wow learning all these different officers who's who does what who does this and it's like only now after a year mm. I'm settled and I've learned different um, to know how, how to contact certain people how to get things done and stuff like that but it is overwhelming and it's like okay I've been campaigning I've been an activist wow I'm a, I'm a counsellor now mm. and it's like you need to do what you need to do now and it, it is, it was just like, I was like speechless. Mm-hmm. If I could cry, I would have cried. But um, it was like, well, now I'm here for the people. I'm going to show what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do. And they're not going to regret voting for me. Mm-hmm. And over a period of time over the past year, it's been amazing. The support that we're getting, like we want people uh, emailing, texting, saying we want to help um, deliver. Oh, can our kids come out with you? Um, I'm, I arrange trips, activities. But all I'm saying is, if the residents do decide to vote for myself mm. this coming May election, they won't be disappointed because I've built a foundation now. Mm-hmm. All I've got to do is build on it now because I've started, I've worked extremely hard for a whole year because I know that it's important that I deliver. Mm. And if I'm halfway there, then after I'm elected, after um, this local election, I know the pieces will all just be put together. Mm. And then, before you know it, there's things actually going on in the area. Mm. And But as I says when it comes to young people I want to work with them across the board because they are a future and I am targeting specifically a lot of young people because a lot of young people either they're excluded from mainstream schools they're hanging about on streets they're getting into trouble antisocial behavior and stuff like that and sometimes the moms 
they don't understand how to manage their children as well because or they can't manage them because they're too far gone or as i said parents are working 24 7 right mm. so they don't know what their children are up to they they think their children are in the house but they're out on the streets doing different things but then i'm building relationships up with the police as well um and peribar police have been fantastic because i we have casework we go for walkabouts on um, targeted streets mm. where we've got antisocial behavior or there's drug dealing and stuff so we do walkabouts with the police um we also have regular catch-up meetings so i let them know what i've dealt with and what um, my concerns are and if there's anyone breaking the law or anything I know I can email them, I can contact them, and we've got that communication there. So I've built that relationship. So mm-hmm. my first year was building relationships, communicating with different organisations to where we can help and work with each other. That will help other people. So I've been, it's been a very, very interesting year. Mm-hmm. And I feel extremely privileged that I've had this opportunity mm-hmm. to do so. I just hope that people can see that and they will hopefully support us so I can continue the good work. Because that's what it's about. You've got to have the heart and you've got to have the passion yeah. and the energy. Yeah, I mean, we would. Yeah, I was talking to um, Councillor Alex Yip, on the, who's a Conservative in yeah. Sutton Coldfield, and he's in a similar position. He, he About three years earlier, he was elected and then had to go through another election. Yeah. Um, but he's saying that, that from the back benches and, and opposition benches, it's frustrating because you haven't got those levers of power. You can't yeah. suddenly assign budgets to anything and, and you, you've got to you know negotiate and and work your way through and and get the uh you know and and sometimes get political opponents people who you might have said horrible things about one week or or criticized at least and then um and he says and sometimes getting things like you know a litter bin next to a bus stop or something can Mm. can feel like the greatest victory yes Uh, it it can because the tiniest thing but you've you've done you've made that little bit of difference Mm. and if you didn't do that that difference wouldn't have been made Mm -hmm. so i do get a kick out of um Oh, that street's been cleaned. Mm. Oh, we've had the rubbish removed. Oh, um, oh my gosh, that lady's got um, assisted collections. Yes, yeah. No. Tiniest little things is, but it is frustrating in in the council house mm. because when you know that there is what you're saying is correct and what mm. you're saying can make a difference, but because you're on the opposite party and they will automatically disagree, mm. and which I think is a shame because, as I says, we have to work as a team, right? It's elections, everyone's going to be doing whatever they're doing and no one wants to be supporting another party or so mm. forth. Once you're all elected and you haven't got a campaign to fight, why can't we work together? Because mm. aren't we politicians for the same reason? It's because we want to make a difference in our local area. So um, I find it quite childish sometimes with other people's behaviour and their mm. conduct in the chambers because sometimes the other oppositions will giggle at mm. another person speaking, no, this is not a playground right uh, where you you were at school and used to giggle and stuff mm. like that or in assembly this is seriousness we're adults we're representing human beings mm. people they're important that's what we're here for mm. right and that's what's frustrate frustrates me okay yeah. yeah you can get the petitions in which is fantastic but then even when you do the petitions some of them could say they can get declined mm. and say oh sorry there's not enough budget or oh, sorry that's going to cost too much oh um no i don't think it's needed not enough reports have been made mm. um what does it take for the council to actually, or the government to actually listen, to say, look, right, this is this is this is serious. This needs to be changed. How many more lives are we, or accidents are we going to have, like on Warsaw Road? Myself and um, Council John, we've done a massive petition. Every month we've been putting it in for mm. um, speed cameras to reduce speed on um, the A34 on Warsaw mm. Road. Every month we're putting it in, and still we get emails. Oh, um, um, sorry, there's not enough complaints. Okay, mm. well, isn't one death yeah, bad yeah. enough 
isn't one injury bad enough? Mm. What is it going to take for you to open your eyes and say, you know what? You know what? This needs to be actioned. Mm. And that's what I get frustrated because I can see what's going on. I can hear what's going on. Right? I talk to people. I read the newspapers. I watch mm. the news. I listen to the radio. And it's depressing. Mm. It's absolutely depressing. I know we're not working on a national basis, but locally, if we could, we can make a massive impact, a massive, massive, massive difference, mm. if we stuck together and work together, regardless to what party we're with. Mm. And that's that's annoying as well. Yeah. And I, sometimes I want to pull my hair out because I'm thinking, aren't you listening? Mm. Don't you care? But because they've got their own agenda, mm. right? It, it's complicated. So I do understand where Alex mm-hmm. is coming from, and Alex has been fantastic because when I first joined, he sits next to me in the chambers, mm. right? So they'll say, no, 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 push that button to speak, push that one not to speak. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, go on, it's your turn now, and yeah, and oh yeah, it's petition, so push it on that. So he's been really, really supportive because he knows mm. what it was like as a young new councillor, mm. how difficult it was for him out of the blue. Because even though I was gonna have intentions to stand. But I wasn't ready to stand because I didn't mm. know this was going to happen last year and nobody planned it. Mm. So out of the blue, you you know what? Politics happens, things change with a click of a finger. Mm. You don't even realise. But then you got to be prepared and mentally. Mm. But it, it, is, it is quite daunting and it is quite scary. And nobody realises how hard it is, unless you've been there for years and years, when you stand up in the chambers for the first time mm. and you think, oh gosh, all eyes are on me. <laughs> um, and then you get a bit nervous. But you do get the hang of it over a period of time. And you just, you don't want to make a mistake because you don't want people to laugh at you or anything like that. But at the same time, it is an experience and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think if you, if anybody who wants to get involved in politics, you do need to have a strong heart, especially when it comes to elections. Mm-hmm. Right? Public Be- speaking. Yeah, public speaking, but a strong heart to mm-hmm. run a campaign and fight a yeah. campaign. And, um, and knock on strangers' doors and yeah. ask them what they think. Or... Yeah, no, but I enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. talking to different people. Yeah. I enjoy talking to different people, meeting different people. Mm. Because if I'm meeting different people and talking to different people, I'm hearing different views mm. and ideas and support mm. that they need. And I always talk to them, well, what ideas do you think will, mm. uh, would you recommend that will make a difference and yeah. impact? So I listen, which I think is really, really important. Because it's all good mm. us having ideas, but we need to know what the residents want. Yeah. That's what counts. It's them. Yeah. It's all about them. I mean, just going going on to that, it's something that a lot of councillors have their sort of uh, campaign stories and things. I mean, um, last week we ran a story in the paper about a councillor in Hodge Hill who was, uh, after 30 years of or something of campaigning, she she was chatted up on the doorstep and we've had, um, I've, in the past I've had another councillor who's uh, had his hand torn to shreds by a dog <laughs> through a letterbox and I think we had one who broke a leg jumping a picket fence once and, and <laughs> there is stories yeah you can get a lot of stories i mean um yeah. i get that i i've been like i've been i've been asked are you married yeah. right sometimes i even get phone calls oh well, i've seen your focus leaflet you look lovely <laughs> right um and i go sorry mate i'm not interested uh, but if there's any support you need i'm more than happy mm. to help um you do you meet so many different characters it's unbelievable mm. and sometimes when you go to a certain door you know what to expect Mm. Right, there's one like for one uh, one flat that I go to. I know there's a dog there. Mm. All right, so what I do is, and I know that dog waits. Mm. So I slip it through, and then he takes it out. <laughs> right, and then jobs are good and it's done. <laughs> uh, but you get to know the system, and you get yeah. to know. But yeah, obviously it it is crazy because it's mixed out there. Some mm. will chat you up if they find you attractive. Mm. Some will um say to you, oh, I'm finally we've got a young person mm. and stuff like that. So. It's all about change, isn't it? Mm. And people want to see change. And they don't mm. want to just 
just see changes they want to see positive changes mm. and they want to see the right people i'm always got a smile on my face no matter how mm. tired or knackered i am i go no we need to do this we need to do this um and you you it's good to be an inspiration mm. so other people can look at you and then they can learn from you it's like um i can show you something and it's always stayed in my diary it's what a young girl wrote to me and mm. i thought that was just so sweet um and she did this she's 10 years old okay and we've got a letter here um, the reason that the amazing, beautiful counsellor Morian Jane inspires me is because everything she does, she does it for other people. Um, so not to put her not not on yeah not for her own, and that is what's so impressed if you um and so important if you're a counsellor. Um, interesting because of Morian's passion to this once in a lifetime job it really gets me in a good way I want to do this job when I grow up um, and uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave the rest because it goes on but um, there's a lovely picture as well um, and I won't um, embarrass the little girl by <laughs> no. reading her name but uh, no it's a lovely letter it and, is and it, uh, and did you visit the school or something or? Um, no because basically I'm supporting the family and mm. so basically um, her brother had a lot yeah. of issues mm. and now he's come a long way and the school of says well he's moved up a set in maths mm. um they even want me to get involved with the sensory garden mm. and it says that they've seen this child develop so much and the daughter because the daughter never used to speak before mm. the young girl that wrote this letter and then what i did was i did something amazing i took loads of young girls out into the council house mm. when it was closed by chance we were so lucky the mics were on in the chambers mm. so what we did i gave them a guided tour there was rooms that i didn't even know we had in the council house <laughs> that i discovered we were dodging the security man because he had his torch but i thought you know what we're gonna have some fun here mm. and do something that i don't think any councillor has done with young people so then we went into the chamber so i got them to pretend to be a lord mayor and i told them how to how things work in the chambers mm. Then you press the mic only when you start speaking, you switch it off when another person speaks. Then I got someone to say, order, order, calm down. And this young girl that wrote the letter never used to talk before. Mm. And now her mom goes, I can't shut her up. <laughs> right, she goes, what have you done to her? And then what we did was in the chambers, we, they put some music on. They go, can we put some music on? So they got, they got their mobile phone, put it next to the speaker. And I didn't realise how loud it was. But you know what? They had fun. Um, and they've seen a different side and I got, we had they came to the council house and seen something different they experienced mm. something different now the parents saying can we have that treatment I says no sorry right this is just for the children mm -hmm. because I want them to be intrigued I want them to be um, know what be take up take on board what's happening around them around the world because when I was growing up at the age of 10 I knew about prime ministers right I knew about MPs mm. I didn't know about councillors I didn't know they existed I didn't even know what they did until I got older but for for me to educate like this 10 year old she knows all about councillors now she knows that oh okay this is what can local councillors do this is what it's about and yeah. a lot of our older residents don't know what can, what councillors yeah. do yeah. so imagine what it's like for the young kids if the adults don't know hmm. the children have got no chance yeah. so now these children would educate the older people no you can't be throwing litter you know how long it took me to clean the streets hmm. um and stuff like that so there's one girl, um, another young girl that I'm supporting, and she's been bullied at the moment, and I'm supporting the family, I'm supporting the child as well. And basically, um, she came out later picking with us one of the days, because that's something that we do on a regular basis. Mm. And um, she goes, my daughter doesn't pick up a piece of paper in the house. She went out cleaning the streets. She came back happy. How did you manage that? She goes, oh, <laughs> she doesn't even clean her room. She moans at me. 
right and i go it's how you interact with people it's how you discuss things with people and how you build relationships with people mm. go, you're the mother she ain't gonna listen to you but however she sees me on the outside and she sees different things and but people generally know if you care or you don't care mm-hmm. um you know and people can pick that up and when they know that you do care they will give you their time as well but sometimes people say, no, 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 I don't want to know. I'm not interested in politics. No. You don't have to be, but look what's around you. Uh-huh. If people are going to work for you and people are going to make a difference, isn't it worth keeping them in? Uh-huh. Isn't it worth supporting the people that are going to support you and everyone else locally? So I'm working on a lot and I'm excited. Uh-huh. And I can't believe it's another election. I'm bloody knackered. Yeah. <laughs> right, uh- because we had the low by-election. Uh-huh. Then we had, obviously... Um, General election. The, yeah. And then it was non-stop, mm. right? Um, and it was like, go, go, go. So we had the general election. And then we had, obviously, with the um, the the, um, the, mayor, the mayor election as well. Mm-hmm. So it was everything was like, oh, my head was spinning. I didn't know mm-hmm. what, we, I didn't know where to come, go. I was knackered. I was tired. Mm. But then... Like that woman on the telly um, from Bristol who was like, oh, no, not another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> remember. Yeah. But yeah. it was just like, and I thought, oh, my gosh. But mm. then I thought, you know what? Now I've been given this position. Mm. I even prayed to God and I says, well, if you give me this mm. position, I will stick to what I says. Mm. And you know what, touch wood I have and, yeah. and I'll continue to do that. But as I says, it, it is it is hard work. It, being a counsellor, and if you do the mm-hmm. right thing, it, it's not an easy job. Mm. Because you have to remember things, you have to chase things up. You've got to support people, you've got advice bureaus to go mm. to, you've got meetings to go to, then you've got committee meetings to attend. It's it's go, 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 go. Mm. Um, it's not something where, oh, you know what, I'm going to relax and do nothing today. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, I haven't relaxed since I've been elected. Mm. But I enjoy okay. what I do. And um, if you're successful, and, and I know that um, a lot of councillors are saying that's, that's by no means guaranteed, and Perry Bar was, you know, not so long ago, it was a Labour area and and it's you know and, and as you say councillor as a hunt and hassle have um kept it lived them for the for yeah. the time being the last 10 15 years or so um i think maybe longer than that about 15 plus yeah yeah um but should you get in you've then got obviously four years you've then also got on right on your doorstep one of the biggest you know the commonwealth games is going to be yes. a big event and it's going to make a big difference to this area for yes. good or bad or, or both or um i mean what what's your view on that because because i'm not sure what, what mm. what's being said locally i know there are some people who are anxious and, and some people are very excited um so yeah some people are excited mm. but some people are thinking parking that was mm. the first thing mm-hmm. right because they're saying that sometimes when there's events happening mm. at alexander stadium mm. on rocky lane residents uh, people will park there because they don't mm. want to pay the five pound charge for mm. the day um, what they do is park and the block end up blocking mm-hmm. residents' drives, uh, parking um, on grass verges, mm-hmm. and they don't like that. Um, and they go, well, what, what's going to happen with the Commonwealth mm-hmm. Games? Yes, it is exciting. Yes, hopefully we'll revamp Perry Bar, mm-hmm. we'll bring a bit more money, um, more um, activities into the area, which mm-hmm. is something that's needed. And on a whole scale, it's brilliant, but will it mm-hmm. cause an issue financially? You've got things like, you've, you've, you know, you're going to get a new bus service or some sort of track it's a it's called the sprint isn't it the hybrid bus yeah tram as well and that's got to be managed yeah and so. water road is hectic as it is mm. all right so imagine what it's like but then obviously when our, myself and hunt's queries were well how has the traffic going to be managed mm. right um where are these people going to be saying so obviously what they said was basically 
the hotels, they'll be escorted mm. from the hotels on um, um, a private minibus or whatever, yeah, mm. and they'll be escorted to um, Alexander Stadium, mm. all right, and then they'll be escorted back, so there's no issues with them bringing cars in. Mm. But then you'll get people like from other areas, like King Standing, Sutton Coalfield, that want to come to the Commonwealth mm. Games. Where are they going to park? Mm. All right, um, parking is the main thing, and but also like the allotments mm. is that going to be blocked off for the mm. residents that do their normal day-to-day basis mm. so even if you've got the commonwealth and the, games the also road allotments are well known on national yes. telly aren't they they're yes, the they regular are. guests on the one show yeah so the, yeah. a lot of the residents were concerned mm. what's going to happen to that how are they going to gain access mm. is the access going to be blocked and the way i see it, yes mm. we are going to have the commonwealth games where people should be able to do what they need mm. to do what they would normally do on a day-to-day mm. basis yes there will be a bit more hype. Mm. There will be a lot more media. There will be a lot more people coming into mm. the area. But however, why should that stop an individual's day-to-day from commuting to work, mm. uh, from sitting in their back garden, mm. um, whether they're having a glass of wine or um, a mm. glass of pop, um, whether they want to relax. Um, and yet it's going to be a lot of noise. It's it's going to be a mixed. But mm. um, what I am excited about is they said that we want to build a new school, mm. affordable houses, things like that so then that will bring more people into the area then also that will decrease the class groups as well in mm. the other schools because obviously classes are 30 plus students mm. per class so if there's another school we don't know if it's going to be a secondary or primary we don't know at the moment mm. but i am excited with the changes and the build and then obviously with one stop perry bar they're revamping all of that and mm. um, they're going to build the train the tram the tram will come straight to one stop Mm. So if anybody did want to commute to Perry Bar from the city centre, and if they are coming to the Commonwealth Games, mm. um, they've got that access, and then there's only a few minutes walk, mm-hmm. um, and obviously there's going to be more opportunities for cyclists, things like that. But me and John will be looking at what facilities they're going to be actually building in mm. into into the village, because we need to know what opportunities are going to be available, how they're going to do things, and how is it going to work, and then on top. How is it going to affect the residents? Because mm. it's not just the few weeks that it's going to affect them. It's going to affect mm. them long run. Yeah. After the Commonwealth Games is over, whatever they've built, whatever they've done, mm. it's there. So how are we going to make use of it? Mm. How um, are we going to make um, an impact after the um, Commonwealth Games? But my concern is, is the country going to get into debt? <laughs> right. That's my concern. Because is it the, the young tax young kids that are going to grow up, taxpayers, pay mm. the bill off? Or is the bill going to be managed? Mm. My concern is financial and what the residents feel. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I am excited, totally mm. excited, because I think it's going to be amazing. And it's got to be done pretty quickly as well, isn't it? That's it's what just, I mean. It's a shock yeah. to the system. It's like yeah. you get elected, you got this, you got that, and you think, wow, so everything's happening all at mm. the same time. But I am totally excited with the Commonwealth Games because I think it's going to be brilliant. And even though there are always going to be people that disagree on it, there's always mm. going to be people that are overwhelmed and happy with it. Mm. So you can't make everyone happy. But you've got to try and make it on a mutual basis where mm. you think, okay, this isn't working for you. How can we make it better for you? Mm. So it's all about listening, communicating and working together as a team to make this Commonwealth Games happen, to make it productive and successful. Us as ward councillors would would be needing to get more involved in make, making sure our residents are secure, they are safe, they've, they've got the ability to go where they need to go on a day to, like, for example, the allotments, make sure that that isn't blocked mm. off for them so they can still do whatever they're doing even though whatever's going on in Perry Bar they can still do what their normal day-to-day routine go into the allotments do what they need to do go for a stroll you know I mean? things like that so we've got to keep it as normal as possible but managed mm. and contained and um but yeah as I says it is exciting but I just don't want I just don't want this this country to be paying for it for a long time because okay. 
Is this important? Because it's bad enough, this cutback's already going on. Mm. And then with the Commonwealth Games, then everyone says nobody else wanted it. So obviously this country got awarded it. But however, it's good that it is because we'll get publicity mm. and we'll get more people coming into the country as well. And hopefully accumulate some more mm. money to come in. Right. So and obviously the hotels, they're going to be charging hotel tax. So mm. every a person that comes in for the mm. Commonwealth Games, then they will contribute that towards it. And then mm. you've got the media they will have to pay towards it as well mm. to film it and stuff like that. So it will bring money in and the national government, they've contributed an X amount as well. 75%. Yeah, which is, yeah. Which is a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you'll get people from all over the place come in and it's all about, and Piribar will be highlighted mm. and it'll be a good thing And because they'll have two fantastic counsellors who will work mm. extremely hard um, you know, to make sure there's a, it's, it's been managed. So, okay. yeah, I'm really excited. Okay. Well, I think we'll leave it there with a... A note of excitement. So, yes, uh, definitely. Thank you very much, Councillor Jan. No, thank you. Thanks to Councillor Morian Jan for talking to us there and telling us about her year on the council. Um, next time, we'll be looking at the local elections, the fallout, the post-match analysis and uh, runners and riders for, for leaderships and anything else that arises, cabinet posts. Um, and we'll hopefully hear from you then. Um, in the meantime, any comments uh, on Twitter, I am at Neil Elks, N-E-I-N. L-E-L-K-E-S or Neil Elks journalist on Facebook thanks very much and thanks to Graham Brown and Kieran Doody for helping with this and uh, we'll see you next time <laughs>